0: Yukito Ayatsuji's The Decagon House Murders is a novel that achieves a very rare feat. I'm not talking about coming in second for our recommendations, which it is, by the way. I'm talking about taking one of the most highly regarded mysteries of all time, spoofing it, and somehow besting it. This is Death of the Reader, you're listening to Review Season, and it's time to talk about this novel. Brought to the West by Locked Room International, translated by Holing Wong, The Decagon House Murders by Yukudo Ayatsuji was for the longest time one of those if-you-know-you-know you know, books. A few outlets over the past year have written great pieces on the Shin Honkaku, or New Authentic School of Japanese Mystery Fiction, off the back of Pushkin Vertigo's latest reprint of this book, and it's great to see that recognition grow, given this book is effectively what created that school. The Decagon House Murders is a tontine isolated island mystery which if you're unfamiliar basically means everyone arrives at the island and as foreshadowed by a stylized list of the forthcoming murders nobody is left alive to leave. This suspiciously specific subgenre was solidified in the hearts and minds of mystery fans in 1939 by Dame Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None, which took out ninth place on our list this year. 48 years later, a young author at the Kyoto University Mystery Club put together his own version of it, featuring the club members of a legally distinct K-University Mystery Club travelling to Tsunojima, or Corner Island, a small blip off the coast of Kyushu, Japan, to put together their latest club magazine. The island was owned by the recently deceased Seiji Nakamura, an eccentric architect whose structures on the island were defined by being blue and being decagonal the former of which burned down in suspicious circumstances taking the architect with it. The club's leadership hopes that the ominous setting will inspire their writing, including adopting the roleplay restriction of only referring to one another by the names of famous mystery authors they each adopted upon joining. On the mainland, other associates of the club investigate suspicious letters that arrived at their homes as the club left shore, afraid that their isolated friends are in for something a tiny bit more dangerous than the writing of a magazine. If you're a ravenous reader of crime and mystery fiction, you've probably already clued into the clever game of identities that Ayatsuji has built. An eccentric man who probably but not definitely died on the island he effectively designed every aspect of. A group of university students all going by fake names with an intricate eye for murder mystery. Our detectives entirely unable to visit the scene of the crime itself. It plays decidedly the same game as the Christie novel that inspired it, but with a very different hand. Neither novel, though, escapes the trap of there not being much going on other than the mystery – There's a note from Soji Shimada in the Locked Room International version of the book that bemoans Ayatsuji wasn't particularly great at fleshing out the characters in the novel. When we first covered it on the show, I was a little defensive of this, but I think I've come around the other way a bit. There's so many easy spots where character could have been, but it just falls from the novel's grasp. It's a flaw that in many books could be hard to forgive, but I think this one is comfortably just a great case of setting expectations, since what it does instead is so good. Aitsuji's other renowned work as a writer has been in horror, and it's easy to see him employ the same games of tension and misdirection here, letting the reader see only enough to instill a sense of fear without giving the game away. The laborious breath in before the pace cranks up and the bodies start flying is excellent, and gives enormous momentum to the peaks of the story. The half-reveals only to cut away to the other setting are riveting, and I found myself screaming at the novel when it finally showed us what we'd cut away from. There's a real understated comedy in a few of them too, that whilst not gut-busting, I often recount when recommending this book in person. Unfortunately, they're all a bit too late in the game to give to you here. The other thing I'd like to touch on before we conclude is the fair play stamp on the mystery. I thought it was abundantly fair, but I've seen a fair bit of debate on it since, and I figure there's a warning in order. I still entirely stand by this novel being wholly fair play, even by the traditional rules, but you might need to make a few inferences that some other novels would give you for free. I think they all contextually make sense, but it rides that line. I know a lot of talented mystery readers found themselves bested by this first innings in Ayatsuji's Mansion Murder series. I really hope we get more of them translated too, because the idea of an absent architect as the nemesis of a series is both genius and apparently one of the ayatsujiisms you'll still catch a whiff of in modern Japanese mysteries. It's obviously not impossible to nitpick this novel, but I can think of few books that mystery fans should read with more urgency. It has a few glaring obvious flaws, but the fact it is so unfathomably good, almost taunting of its own flaws, is a real testament to the story. It's incredibly clever, astonishingly memorable, and as the current wave of Shin Honkaku translations hopefully continues, you will love seeing the work this did in inspiring a generation of writers. I do not have the time to name the dense list of people who, upon hearing we occasionally feature Japanese novels, ask, have you read The Decagon House Murders? *Jukakukan no Sasujin by Yukido Ayatsuji, translated as The Decagon House Murders by Ho Ling Wong, takes out our second most recommended spot of 2021. The book is out with Pushkin Vertigo. It was a lengthy, lengthy debate dividing our top two this year, and I hope you read them both, if not our whole list. This is review season. You're listening to Death of the Reader here on 2SER 107.3.